Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. What do you do when you have a problem? What do you do? What's your response to a problem? Because I love to oversimplify things, I'm going to say that there are really only two different ways to respond to a problem, and here they are. Number one is you can try to go around the problem. Number two is you can go through the problem. Okay? So I want you guys to think about this. To go around the problem might mean to kind of like avoid it by any means necessary. And to go through a problem is you just kind of, you attack it head on. Okay? Now, you guys know which one you are. You guys know. And if you don't know, ask your family and they'll tell you. (laughs) We see this play out in our families all the times. Uh, Some families will do whatever it takes to go around a problem, to avoid a problem, Um, to sweep it underneath the rug, or maybe to just kind of agree to, to never speak about it for like 35 years or something, you know? Maybe that's been your experience in your family. Other families choose to resolve problems right away. Everybody just gathers in the same room and yells at each other for an hour straight. Maybe the boxing gloves come out, and then it's over, you hug, and you move on. Okay? (laughs) There's no in-between, right, between these two options. The way that we respond to problems is very crucial in life. The way that we respond is very crucial. And you know what is a huge problem in life? Some might say even the biggest problem in life. Well, the Apostle Paul has an opinion on this. He writes to the Christians at the church in Corinth, Greece. We read just a a little bit of that letter just a little while ago. He tells them that the biggest problem, the greatest enemy that we have in life is death. Death is the biggest problem in life. And it turns out that there is a direct connection here today for our purposes on Easter Sunday as we reflect upon the resurrection of Jesus. Turns out that it's all connected. The way that you respond to the resurrection will directly impact the way that you respond to death. And we're going to explore that here today. Our focus is what is your response to the resurrection? Now, I'm I'm not going to put you on the spot just, you know, already. I'm going to give you a little bit of time to think about that, to consider, well, what is my response to the resurrection? But we're going to look at some of the original responses 2,000 years ago, the very first Easter Sunday morning, and see what other people had to say, what they did upon receiving the news that the tomb was empty. And then you can consider your own response to the resurrection. 
And the exciting thing is that once you figure out what your response to the resurrection is, you will, you will know what your response to death will be. So the other night on Good Friday, we were gathered around the cross and we were, make, we were drawing conclusions. You know, Jesus dies, a lot of strange circumstances are unfolding and we were kind of thinking, well, yeah, what is my conclusion about what is happening here at the cross? What does it mean for me? What does it mean for the world? But now, here on Easter morning, we're confronted with brand new information that maybe helps us process, helps us draw a conclusion or respond to what God is showing us. So remember, Friday night, they put the dead body of Jesus in the tomb, and now, early on Sunday morning, the women have gone there, the stone has been rolled away, and there's nobody in the tomb. Some people now, they're reporting that Jesus has risen from the dead. So the women, they go to the tomb, they're bringing spices to prepare the body of Jesus. You know, they didn't really have time for that because the Sabbath day was approaching. They couldn't do all of those things. Um, so now they're, they're, doing, they're, they're planning to do it. But they see the stone roll away and they see angels there and it says that they are perplexed and they are afraid. That checks out. I can, I can agree with that. I can appreciate those responses. They're afraid, they're bowing their faces to the ground, and then these angels say, why do you seek the living among the dead? He's not here, for he has risen. You know, don't you remember what he said? And then the women do, they, they reflect, and they remember what Jesus said. And so then they go back to the 11 disciples, and they tell them this extraordinary news. And what do the disciples say? They say that it is, our text says, it's an idle tale. Other translations will say they thought it was nonsense. Okay? <laughs> That's kind of like, you know, not what you're expecting as you're reading the story. You're thinking, there's going to be great joy. No, they're like, come on, guys. This is just wishful thinking. You know, this is, this is hopeful, but this is kind of like falls into the, the realm of like delusional. This is impossible, ladies. Simply can't be true. Except for Peter. Now, we don't know exactly if Peter believed or not when the women told him. But the, the, the other, you know, the other ten are, they're kind of choosing the, the um, we're going to go around this issue, we're going to avoid this issue, we're not really going to deal with it. Peter, though, as he is wont to do, attacks this thing head on. It's like, I'm going to go right there to the tomb. I'm going to find out what's going on. I'm going to look in. And he sees the tomb empty, just as they said. And he's marveling, you know. Now, we don't know if that's like a, I believe that Jesus is alive kind of a marvel or what. But the wheels are spinning. He's trying to make sense of it. Then later that day, I just love this story. This is not one that we read as much, but it's the story about these uh, two disciples who are on the road to this village called Emmaus. And these are not like two of the, of the big 11 disciples. You know, sometimes we, we talk about, we use the word disciple. There were many other people who followed Jesus. These are two of a different number. They weren't like in the inner circle, so to speak. 
But there are two guys, and they're, they're walking, and they're talking, recapping what happened. And who happens to meet them on the road but Jesus himself, the risen Jesus. And they don't know who he is, though. They're, they're not able to recognize him. It's kind of, they're prevented from doing so, it kind of implies. And they're talking about the things that happened on Friday, and they're sad. And they, they use this, this word that I think is very interesting. They say, they say to Jesus, we had hoped that he was the one. We had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. You know, we had hoped. They're not still hoping. We had hoped. It reminds me of, of what we read from the Apostle Paul again from 1 Corinthians. You know, if we have hope in Christ only for this life, then we're of all people most to be pitied. You know, if our hope is kind of just in the past, if it's, you know, people are like, oh, those Christians, so sad. Don't tell them, just let them live in their delusional hope. That's what Paul's saying. That, that would be the case if Jesus was not raised from the dead. That's what these men are thinking. Oh, we had hope, and now it's gone. They heard the story of the women. They, they've rejected it so far. And Jesus calls them out on their ignorance and their unbelief, and he opens the scriptures to them and shows them that the Christ, you know, he himself, had to suffer and die and then be raised. It was all part of God's plan. It was there in the scriptures for you to see it if you had the eyes to see. They still don't get it quite, you know, they, they get to their destination. It's getting late. Jesus is going to go on. They say, oh, stay with us. So he comes in, they're having dinner. Jesus breaks the, the bread and blesses it, and then they recognize him. You know, God reveals this is the risen Jesus. And then he disappears, and they say, did not our hearts burn within us when we were hearing from him, when we were walking and talking with him? And even though it's late, they run back, seven miles back, they just have to tell the other disciples. And then Jesus appears there, and then it's on. Jesus starts appearing over and over again. Eventually, 500 people see him. So basically, when we look back at these original responses to the resurrection, we see two main responses. You either reject the resurrection, or you receive the resurrection. And it's, it's not complicated. It's really quite simple. These are the only two choices. You reject it, or you receive it. And even though it's very simple, the impact that this will have on your life is immense. Because your response to the resurrection will determine how you respond to the problem of death. So if you reject the resurrection, then death is still a problem for you. Death is a problem for you to try to solve. So if you reject the resurrection, it's kind of like you're, you're going through the rest of your life, always kind of looking over your shoulder. You know, is the grim reaper following me? Is he hiding? You're constantly worried that death is lurking, waiting for you. It's a problem that you have to solve because you've taken responsibility for it. However, if you receive the resurrection by faith, then the problem of death has been solved for you. Jesus has solved that problem. Yeah, 
death is still coming for you. We know that death is inevitable. It's the biggest problem in this life. But its hold on you will only last a little while. It'll be temporary. Because Jesus has put death in its place. And if there's any report about death's victory, it has, it's been reported prematurely. It's been reported inaccurately. You will pass through death into life eternal, just as Jesus did. So remember, remember how we opened this today. Two responses to a problem. You can go, go around it, or you can just go right through it. Go around a problem or go right through it. If you reject the resurrection, then you have to find a way around death. You have to find a detour. You're always in fear. This is why, you know, people, so many people, they can't even talk about death because we're so fearful of it. We don't even like to think about it. We don't even like to focus on it. We like to just kind of put it far, far away. You know, it's like we, we, we have these euphemisms for death. We can't even say, like, he died. We say, well, you know, he, he went home. She passed away. You know, they, they, sometimes we put some humor on that. They bought the farm, you know, kicked the bucket. We can't say he died because we're, we're just so, it's, it's hard to talk about. It's scary to think about. It's unsettling. And we can kind of push death far away for a while. We've got modern medicine. We live a lot longer than you know, people in centuries past. It's kind of easy to ignore death, to try to find a way around it, to try to make a detour. But it does come for all of us. So this is, so much of our energy is spent in trying to find a way around death. But if this whole resurrection thing is true, if you receive it by faith, then Jesus is the way through death to life. And it's been taken care of for you. And if this is true, I don't know about you guys, but I think we better start telling people about this. We better start making people aware that Jesus has taken care of the problem of death once and for all for every single one of us, for the whole world. Because, you know, people in this world, we're very diverse, we're very different, we have all different kinds of things going on, but the one thing that unites us all is that we're all going to die because of the presence of sin in this broken world, we're all going to die. So that problem of death needs to be addressed by every one of us. But because of Jesus... Because of his death for you, his resurrection for you, he has taken care of it. He has solved this problem. Death cannot hold the one whom Jesus holds. Cannot. And so for the, for the follower of Jesus, this changes everything. For the one who believes in the resurrection, you know, yeah, we still are not fans of death. We don't go seeking it out. We still try to 
live a good long life, take care of ourselves, but we face death head on when the time comes. Because we know that's what Jesus did. Jesus faced death head on. Jesus stormed the gates of hell head on. Jesus willingly went to the cross. He did not try to avoid it, did not try to find a detour around the cross. He went there faithfully for you and for me. Marched right up there and he died and he passed through death. He blazed the trail to eternal life like some kind of divine pioneer on our behalf, paved the road for us. And so when we say that we're followers of Jesus, we follow him all the way through life and then through death and then into life eternal. That's what following Jesus, that's what the path that Jesus gives to us is. That's the resurrection path that we have. So what is your response to the resurrection? What is your response to the resurrection? If you reject it as an idle tale, as nonsense, as just delusional, wishful thinking, then the problem of death still remains. You still have to figure out a way around death. And if that's the choice you make, all I have to say is, good luck with that. But the other option, the other response, is to receive the resurrection by faith. And then you know, you build your life on the fact that Jesus has defeated death. He has defeated the grave for you. Death has no victory. Death has no sting. Death will have no lasting hold on you. Paul said, again, I just keep referencing that great letter, that great chapter in 1 Corinthians. Paul said, God's going to put every enemy, every problem under Jesus' feet. The last one is going to be death. So if you receive the resurrection, then along with Jesus, you're going to be stomping on death. You're going to be dancing on the grave of defeated, disgraced death. Because thanks be to God, he's given us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Receive the resurrection. Because Jesus lives, you also will live. Alleluia! Christ is risen! Yeah.